I often wonder about one line in that hymn. Oh, to see the pain written on your face and to think that my sin was the cause of it. I'm not sure I could look. Could you? Hmm. I want to just think for a few moments about three words that Jesus said. An artist puts down her brush, stands back from the easel, and whispers gently under her breath, It is finished. There's nothing that even one extra stroke of the brush could add. No further embellishments are required. Everything they wanted to capture and convey is on the canvas. It is finished. Sometimes with tears, sometimes in agony, sometimes with resentment, sometimes in bitterness, sometimes with relief, Sometimes in anger, sometimes with reluctance, sometimes too soon, these words are spoken by one partner to the other. It is finished. Once again, as it stubbornly refuses to start, the frustrated driver realises that he's going to be late for work again, stares at his car with a strange mixture of love and hate. Faithful for so many years, having safely completed countless journeys from the daily commute to far-flung holiday adventures, he realises, as he looks at this clapped-out old piece of metal, it's time to finally admit it. It is finished. There are quite a few ways in which the phrase, it is finished, can be used and applied. Jesus said it. What did he mean? Of course, in those examples that I've just given you, regarding the painting, another painter could come along and decide that in their opinion it's far from finished. In that sense, whether or not it is finished is open to interpretation. Likewise, the broken relationship. Another, another may object, no, you give up too soon, too easily. Let us talk, let us consider. Let's take counsel with others and let's see if it isn't yet too late. And as for the clapped out car, well, another who has the skill and the time and the determination may yet see something that can be repaired and be given a new lease of life. So in all of those cases, perhaps it isn't finished after all. 
when Christ declared that it is finished. Is there any chance that he might have been mistaken? Is it possible that someone else could come along and say, actually, no, it isn't, because look at this that you haven't considered or taken into account. Well, we have the authority of the word of God that what Jesus declared at Calvary as he hung on the cross is absolutely true. It really is finished. But what is finished? What is finished? Well, let's think of a few things. First of all, the purpose for which Jesus came. It is finished. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. I've come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And it's finished. Jesus, being God and being the perfect man, lived in full and complete obedience. All that the Father sent him to do has been done. All that the Scriptures said he will do has been done. Verse 28 of John 19. All things were now accomplished that the Scripture might be fulfilled. It's all been done. And such is the servant nature of Christ. It was no hardship to him to humble himself and to faithfully submit himself to the will of another. And in that, he's also our great pattern and example. A pattern and example of humility and of meekness. Whilst we find it far too easy to be full of ourselves. Christ's perfect obedience to his Father, to the Father's will, to the Scriptures, is finished. And what was that purpose for which his Father sent him? Number two, the price he came to pay. It is finished. He said, I'm the good shepherd. And I know my sheep, and I'm known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Other sheep I have, which aren't of this fold, them also I must bring. They'll hear my voice. There'll be one flock, there'll be one shepherd. Therefore my Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may raise it again. No one takes it from me. I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down. And I have power to take it again. This command I've received from my Father. The Son of Man didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. 
and it's finished. At what great cost did Jesus pay the penalty for your sins? He'd pleaded, remember, in Gethsemane, that if the Father could find any other way to atone for sins, that it be found. Of course, Jesus did know that there was no other way. But such was his agony of soul that night, as the magnitude of what was about to come upon him bore down on him. In his humanity, he could not help but cry out to his Father the way he did. He'd once asked of his disciples, Are you able to drink the cup that I'm about to drink? Everyone knew what the answer to that question was. Only he could. And as he hung on Calvary's tree, he had drunk every last drop. It cost him everything. And it is finished. And in finishing it, Christ won a great victory. Because thirdly, the dominion of sin and death. It is finished. Weren't you encouraged this morning? the way we could present to our children that there need be no fear when you walk through that door? Don't they need to know? How can we possibly hide that from them? Don't they need to know these things? That the dominion of sin and death, it is finished at Calvary. The fear is gone. The sting of death is gone. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with Christ, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. And if you're in him, it no longer has dominion over you either. Death is not the end. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. All sinners are held captive by sin, unable to escape. Because of sin, a certain statistic awaits each one of us. All will die in their sins, none will escape. Sin and death, the great enemies of our souls that no man or woman has ever been able to escape or avoid unless God intervenes. And on just a couple of occasions in the scriptures, we read of occasions where God intervened and kept people from physical death. But it was only on account of his intervention. But now, a way of escape has been established because sin and death have been overcome by Christ and he's defeated them and in him we too have been set free from their dominion. Have you? Do you know that all of your sin and death is done away with in Christ and that you're safe in him 
because that's why he came. And it's a work done. It's finished. Which is why you can and must trust only in Christ. And then finally, the former necessity of continual sacrifice. It is finished. And of course we think of Hebrews, that letter to Jewish believers. It was necessary that the copies of the things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. Christ has not entered the holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true. Christ has entered into heaven itself. Now to appear in the presence of God for us. Not that he should offer himself often as the high priest enters the most holy place every year with the blood of another. He then would have to suffer often since the foundation of the world. But now, once, once at the end of the ages, he's appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this the judgment, so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. Do you know that he bore your sins at Calvary? To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time, apart from sin, separate from sin, no more sin for salvation. Every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. From that time, waiting till his enemies are made his footstool, The reason we commemorate Christ's death is because it was a finished work. All is done. No more is required. Nothing needs to be added. Everything necessary for our pardon and forgiveness and redemption is found in Christ. Nothing left to pay. Nothing left undone. No more to do. For 2,000 years, with a few gaps during times of their disobedience, the Jews were almost continually offering sacrifices, either in the temple, in the tabernacle during their wilderness wanderings, or in the temple eventually built in Jerusalem, more than one temple. Over and over again, blood was shed. Because the blood of animals was purely symbolic of what was to come. Types and shadows, the Bible calls them. And God was pleased to accept them on account of what they represented. And on account of what they foreshadowed. And on account of what God knew was coming one day. The shed blood of his own dear son. But the blood of animals couldn't actually achieve anything. It was just a constant reminder. But now, 
very different blood has been shed. The blood of one who is eternal and holy and righteous and just. A man who is God. And in this blood there is cleansing power. There's never been any cleansing power in all the blood that's been shed before. But there is now. And in this blood there is atonement for all sin and for every sin. If you'll trust him in repentance and faith as your saviour. In this sacrifice God is satisfied and his divine wrath is appeased forever and his condemnation is lifted from your head if you're in Christ. The entire debt of all of God's elect has been paid in full and no more needs to be done. The sacrifices may cease because this one single sacrifice has covered all that's required and at last it is finished. And so the memorial table and supper that Jesus instituted for all believers who would follow is to enable us to remember with thanksgiving this great accomplishment of Christ in which we all share and in which we all have a part if you know him as your saviour and your Lord. And so in the broken bread we remember and give thanks for his broken body. And in the cup we remember and give thanks for his shed blood once for all. The bread only remains bread and the cup is but the fruit of the vine. But we eat and we, re and we drink and we remember that which 2,000 years ago Christ finished for us. It is finished. Praise God. It is finished.